Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, it's Johanna, your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 6th of December and the 23rd of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. This week, our parasha, that means our portion from the Torah, is called Vayeshev, which means he settled. And today we're going to start by reading the whole chapter of Genesis 38. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. About that time, Yehuda went down from his brothers, and he camped near an Adulamite man whose name was Chira. Then Yehuda saw the daughter of a Canaanite man, whose name was Shua, and he took her as wife and slept with her. Then she became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and he named him Er. She became pregnant again and gave birth to a son, and she named him Onan. She gave birth to yet another son, and she called him Shelach. He was in Chaziv, when she gave birth to him. Then Yehuda got a wife for Er, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. But Er, Yehuda's firstborn, was evil in the Lord's eyes, so the Lord put him to death. Then Yehuda said to Onan, Go to your brother's wife to perform the duty of a brother-in-law to her, and raise up a seed for your brother. But Onan knew that the seed would not be his, so every time he went to his brother's wife, he would destroy it on the ground so as not to provide a seed for his brother. What he did was evil in the Lord's eyes, so he put him to death also. Then Judah said to his daughter-in-law Tamar, Stay as a widow in your father's house until my son Shelach grows up, because he thought, Otherwise he too might die, like his brothers. So Tamar went and stayed in her father's house. Now the days became many, and Shua's daughter, Yehuda's wife, died. After Yehuda consoled himself, he went up to Timnah 
to his sheep shearers, he and his friend Chira the Adulamite. Then Tamar was told, Look, your father-in-law is going up to Timna to shear his flocks. And she removed her widow's clothes from herself, covered herself with a veil, wrapped herself and sat by the entrance to the springs on the way to Timna. For she saw that Shelah had grown up, and she had not been given to him as a wife. When Yehuda saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, because she had covered her face. So he turned aside to her along the way, and said, Please let me sleep with you, for he did not know that she was his daughter-in-law. What, she asked, will you give me to sleep with me? I will send you a young goat from the flock, he said. Provided you give a pledge until you send it, she said. What kind of pledge shall I give you, he asked. Your seal and your cord and your staff in your hand, she said. So he gave them to her, and he slept with her, and she got pregnant by him. After she got up and left, she removed her veil from herself and put on her widow's clothes. When Yehuda sent the young goat by the hand of his friend the Adulamite to take back the pledge from the woman's hand, he could not find her. He asked the men of her area, saying, Where is the cult prostitute? She was at the springs along the way. But they said, There hasn't been a cult prostitute here. So he returned to Yuda and said, I couldn't find her. And the people of that place also said, There hasn't been a cult prostitute here. Then Yuda said, Let her take them for herself, or will be held in contempt. Behold, I did send this young goat, but you couldn't find her. About three months later, Yuda was told, Your daughter-in-law Tamar has been a prostitute. Look, she's even pregnant by prostitution. Bring her out, Yuda said, and let her be burned. As she was bring, being brought out, she sent word to her father-in-law, saying, I am pregnant by the man to whom these things belong. Then she said, Do you recognize whose these are? The seal, the cords, and the staff? Then Yuda recognized them and said, She is more righteous than I, since I didn't give her to my son Shelach. He was not intimate with her again. Now when it was time for her to give birth, behold, there were twins in her womb. While she was giving birth, one stuck out his hand, and the midwife took a scarlet thread and tied it to his hand, saying, This one came out first. But as he was pulling his hand back in, behold, his brother came out. So she said, How you have broken through. This breach is because of you. And he named him Peretz. Afterward, his brother, on whose hand was the scarlet thread, came out, and he named him Zerah. That was Genesis, or Bereshit, 38. Our portion today from the prophets is 1 Samuel 13. Shaul was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 42 years over Israel. 
Now Shaul chose for himself three thousand men of Israel, of which two thousand were with Shaul in Michmas and in the hill country of Bethel, and one thousand were with Jonathan in Giv'ah of Binyamin. The rest of the troops he sent away, each one to his tent. Now Jonathan struck down the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geva, and the Philistines heard of it. So Shaul blew the shofar throughout the country, saying, Let the Hebrews hear. All Israel heard the news. Shaul has struck down the garrison of the Philistines. So Israel has become a stench to the Philistines. Then the people were summoned to Shaul at Gilgal. Meanwhile, the Philistines assembled themselves to fight with Israel. Thirty thousand chariots, six thousand horsemen, and troops as num- numerous as the sand on the seashore. They marched up and camped in Michmas, east of Betaven. When the men of Israel saw that they were in trouble, because the people were hard-pressed, they hid in caves, thickets, cliffs, crevices, and pits. Some of the Hebrews even crossed over the Yarden to the land of Gad and Gilad. But as for Shaul, he was still in Gilgal, but all the people following him were trembling. So he waited seven days, the time set by Shmuel. But Shmuel had not come to Gilgal, so the people began to scatter from him. Then Shaul said, Bring me the burnt offering and the fellowship offering. So he offered the burnt offering. But as soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering, behold, Shmuel arrived. Shaul went out to meet and greet him. But Shmuel asked, What have you done? Shaul replied, Because I saw that the people were scattering from me, and that you had not come within the appointed days, and that the Philistines were assembling at Michmas, I thought, Now the Philistines are about to advance against me at Gilgal, but I have not yet entreated the Lord. So I forced myself and offered the burnt offering. Shmuel said to Shaul, You have acted foolishly by not keeping the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingship over Israel forever. But now your kingship will not last. The Lord has chosen for himself a man after his own heart. So the Lord will appoint him as ruler over his people, because you have not guarded what the Lord commanded you. Shmuel then departed and went up from Gilgal to give Av Binyamin. Then Shaul numbered the troops that were with him, about six hundred men. Now Shaul and his son Yonatan and the people that were present with them were staying in Givav Binyamin, while the Philistines encamped in Michmas. Raiders started to come out from the camp of the Philistines in three detachments. One detachment turned toward Ophrah, to the land of Shual. Another detachment turned toward Bet Horon, and the third detachment turned toward the border road, overlooking the Tzvoim Wadi, toward the wilderness. Now no blacksmith could be found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Plishtim said, Otherwise the Hebrews will make swords or spears. 
So all the Israelites had to go down to the Philistines, each to sharpen his plowshare, his sickle, his axe, or his hoe. The prize of sharpening was two-thirds of a shekel for the plowshares, the sickles, and the three-pronged forks, or the axes, or to set the ox goats. So it came about on the day of battle, there was no sword or spear to be found in the hand of any of the troops that were with Shaul and Jonathan. Only Shaul and his son Jonathan had them. Then the garrison of the Philistines went out to the pass of Michmas. That was First Samuel 13. And now our portion today from the writings is Psalm 53. For the music director on Machalat, a contemplative song of David. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, commit vile injustice. There is no one who does good. God looks down from the heavens on the children of men to see if anyone understands, who seeks after God. All have turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, no, not even one. Will the evildoers never learn? They consume my people as they would eat bread, and they never call upon God. There they are, in great dread, where there is nothing to fear. For God has scattered the bones of those besieging you. You have put them to shame, for God has rejected them. Who will give salvation for Israel out of Zion? When God restores his captive people, let Yaakov rejoice. Let Israel be glad. That was Psalm 53. And now our final portion for today is from the Apostles, and it is Mark chapter 9, verses 30 through 50. They left from there and passed through the Galil. Yeshua didn't want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. After he is killed, three days later he will rise up. But the disciples didn't understand this statement, and they were afraid to question him about it. Then they came to Kfar Nechum, and when Yeshua was in the house, he began to ask the disciples, What were you discussing on the way? But they kept quiet, because on the way, they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. Sitting down, he called the twelve and said to them, If any man wants to be first, he shall be least of all and the servant of everyone. Taking a small child, he set him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me but the one who sent me. Yohanan said to him, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he wasn't following us. But Yeshua responded, Don't stop him. No one who does a miracle in my name will be soon 
will be able soon afterward to speak evil about me. He who is not against us is for us. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Messiah, a man I tell you, he will never lose his reward. But whoever causes one of these little ones who trust in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone put around his neck and to be thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than having two hands to go to Gehenna into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than having two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. If your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you flavor it? Have salt in yourselves and keep shalom with one another. That was Mark 9, 30 through 50. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll read 1 Corinthians 12 today also. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom again to you from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.